First, you can take advantage of the graphics that come with the weather on WORT. If you go to the station's weather page at wortfm.org forward slash weather, in the uh, featured graphics there towards the top of the page, there's a water vapor image of North America that I'll be talking about in a moment. Now, let's uh, start this morning with a brief look back at uh, November, which was fairly unexceptional except for being dry. We had less than half our normal moisture in November, about 47%, so we're short by more than an inch of moisture. Temperatures for their part in November averaged about a little more than a degree above normal, so no major anomaly there. Early December has now started out, well, in classic fashion, I guess, by which I mean dark, among other things. Uh, In addition to the uh, short and still shortening window of daylight that we get this time of year, it's down to about nine and a quarter hours now. This is one of our cloudiest periods as well, so uh, you can see why people in this part of the mid-latitudes do tend to have issues with seasonal affective disorder around now. We've been pretty close to the uh, early December normals so far in terms of temperature these last few days. But at least at this point, we're slightly wetter than normal. That was thanks to yesterday's pre-dawn inch of snow, which translated roughly into about a quarter inch of liquid equivalent. So not much, but we need every drop that we can get. We've racked up a seven and a half inch deficit of moisture for the year so far. Uh, You might remember I kind of idly wished during the forecast last week that we uh, might see the active wave pattern that we've been seeing translate into some drought-busting moisture. So uh, let's hope we can keep it going. Uh, Not only does the soil need it, but of course people also get antsy for snow this time of year, which would also carry the nice ancillary benefit of increased ambient light levels. I'm afraid there's no clear signs of any uh, consequential snow systems, at least on the foreseeable horizon. We're still trying to parse out exactly what, if anything, might fall out of the sky tomorrow when we get a passing Alberta clipper. It's not likely to be much, I think, in any case. We might, though, hold out hope for a wave that's going to be passing through the upper Midwest this coming weekend. It looks fairly prodigious on the modeling. And it's definitely got some issues, at least on some of the computer models this morning, but uh, it might be able to be knocked into shape by then. I'll get on to that in a minute. First, though, if you do have a look at the water vapor image of North America that I was mentioning, you'll see an active wave pattern there, the one that I was referring to last week, with plenty of eastward motion visible on the image. A number of smaller waves and gyres are are working their way across the continent within the larger configuration there, which roughly reads as an upper ridge over the eastern Pacific Ocean and west coast and an upper trough over eastern Canada, which stretches now southward through the central and eastern U.S. states, with its southern limb defined by a very energetic subtropical jet that lies from uh, northern Mexico and the western Gulf of Mexico up through Nova Scotia. Uh, That jet branch is also being fed currently by energy from the polar jet, which you can see there diving southeastward into it over the southern plains and lower Mississippi Valley region. The several small regions of leftward spin that you can see on the image kind of scooting uh, from west to east, generally speaking, each uh, region of potential upward motion and lower pressure, all of those are moving too quickly to really engage the lower air column much and they're mostly cut off as well from Gulf of Mexico moisture, which remains largely sequestered down over just the very southeastern states by the subtropical jet down there. That jet, which we've been seeing lying in uh, roughly the same position, we had a similar strength now for a couple of weeks, 
is predicted to weaken some over the coming week or 10 days, which is one of the reasons that I'm hoping we might potentially be able to spin up a more significant storm over the center of the country somewhere out this coming weekend. The three major longer-range forecast models have started to cohere a little more on such a possibility this morning, at least as compared to the runs yesterday evening. So that's promising, but then we're still a long way out from next weekend as well. The general setup is for a significant upper trough to develop southward down the western plains uh, early this weekend. It'll be Friday or Saturday. That'll be behind what will be a significant late-week warm-up with upper ridging over the center of the country this Wednesday through Friday period. Indeed, that upper ridge is actually what you can see pushing ashore off the Pacific this morning. The evolution of that early weekend upper trough will be essential to producing a snowstorm that will reach here rather than missing us to the east, which has been the inclination of the uh, global forecast systems and Canadian models, which keep the trough wider and less amplified and thus send the developing storm off uh, more quickly up the Ohio River Valley, like many of these storms that we've seen recently. So far, only the uh, European model is keeping the southward flow of Arctic air within that developing upper trough narrow enough and confined far enough west early on to enable a deeper and stronger and somewhat later development with the surface circulation taking on uh, what ends up being an almost south to north track up the Mississippi Valley from about southwestern Arkansas Saturday morning to roughly, say, northern Indiana or southern Lake Michigan by later Sunday. And that results on the European model in a prodigious two-day snowfall here Sunday into Monday. But we're going to have to see both if the European does stick with this particular scenario over the coming 20 runs between now and then, and if the other two models decide to take this up as well. The Canadian has been erring kind of in the direction of the European, but is uh, much faster and less developed, producing uh, an earlier and much less significant snowfall. Anyway, this was something to watch at the end of the week. Uh, No clear signs yet, but at least one of the models does have some enthusiasm for a pretty good snowstorm. In the meantime, we'll watch the impending uh, Alberta Clipper tomorrow, which uh, you can see on the water vapor if you have it up, starting to kind of angle more southward as it reaches the lee of the mountains in northeastern Montana and grabs onto the colder air that's to its northeast on the Canadian plains. Its circulation will breeze by us to the southwest uh, later tonight and into tomorrow, Close enough by to produce light snow here, uh, probably less than half an inch to judge from the current consensus of the high-resolution forecast models. The cold air behind the system will be quickly swept out then earlier midday Wednesday by what will be a strong southwesterly fetch on the back side of the departing surface high that comes through. And upper ridging will then dominate for the end part of the week, taking the temperatures perhaps all the way up to 50 or better on Thursday and Friday before whatever storm we see at the end of the week begins to veer our winds back north, northerly or northeasterly as we get into the weekend. But back to today, the low cloud cover that's out there will have a hard time breaking given the light southwesterly winds today and what will be fairly meager vertical mixing. There is a little bit of clearing that I can see on the visible satellite image currently out in Grant and moving into Iowa counties. We'll see if that can work far enough east to approach Dane County and Madison. So we may see some lifting of the cloud cover. But anyway, if clouds do lift, they will re-deepen as we get later in the day and that clipper system starts to approach from the northwest. And uh, light snow is likely to break out as we get on towards midnight or after tonight. 
We'll see high temperatures in the mid or upper 30s today on southwesterly winds at 4 to 8 miles per hour, and the temperatures will then hold around 30 degrees during the overnight. Tomorrow, light snow will continue into the morning hours with maybe as much as, a, as I said, a half an inch down with generally lesser amounts further north and east and possibly a little more to the southwest. Temperatures will reach the uh, mid-30s tomorrow on northwest to north winds up at 8 to 12 miles per hour during the day. And the skies may lift a little bit. I don't think they'll break much as we get later in the day tomorrow. And I think clouds will hang in uh, through at least part of the overnight with uh, low temperatures in the mid to upper 20s somewhere. It'll depend on just how much cloud breaking we do see as we go through the night tomorrow. Winds will be backing then uh, more westerly as we go into Wednesday with southwesterly winds up at 5 to 10 miles per hour. And given some reemergence of the sun that day, temperatures I think will reach the upper 30s. Will cool, I think, just modestly going overnight into the lower, probably the mid-30s, as southwesterly winds ratchet up on a tightening low-level pressure gradient that will be accompanied by some uh, low-level jet development, I think, in that overnight period. And Thursday may see the temperatures jump, I think, well into the 40s or perhaps up to 50 on uh, continued southwesterly winds, not quite as gusty as they might be in the overnight period, but still up there, probably uh, 10 to 15 miles per hour. We'll stay uh, warm and windy and dry through the overnight into Friday with perhaps some increase in cloud cover, especially later on Friday as that storm starts to develop down to our south and west. But I'll leave the details of that and the rest of the weekend forecast, whether it's exciting or dull, to the Wednesday evening news forecast, since there's not much more I can say about it at the moment. The only thing I will say is that this coming Saturday's sunset will be the earliest of the year, regardless of what kind of snowstorm we see 